This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Recipe for Press. If your company wants to engage today's influencers and inspire them to write about you, then you need Recipe for Press. Athens-based communication advisor and author Amy Fleury helps entrepreneurs across the country demystify the process of pitching their story and creating a buzz. Her book, Recipe for Press, is the DIY PR guide to being your own publicist, and it's truly empowered me and so many other local companies to get their customer base by sharing their stories. Listeners today get a 20% discount with the code COZY when they order Amy's book or any of her products in recipe for press store found on www.amyflurry.com. Again, that's a 20% discount with the code COZY when you order Amy's book or any of her products and recipe for press store found on www.amyflurry.com. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Heart Song Herbs. Heart Song Herbs is a farm and apothecary based in Athens, Georgia. They are proudly part of a growing movement of regenerative agriculture farming that prioritizes soil health to grow beyond organic. Founder Dana Nevins produces herbal tinctures and beauty care products with the vigor and potency of plants found as they grow in the wild right outside of her door. This high quality herbal medicine is available in two ounce formulas that aid in everything from immune support to anxiety relief. Find Hearts on Herbs at various Athens retailers or online at www.heartsongherbs.com. That is www.heartsongherbs.com. to the Cozy Bear Farms podcast. I'm your host, Dejan Yerby, and this is another bonus episode for you guys. This bonus episode is a part of a series called Disease Solution, where basically I break down a common disease that most of us face in our gardens or most of us face in our farms, and I give an overview of what the disease is, what to look for, and maybe how to prevent it or control it. So today, we're just going to hop straight into it. We're going to be talking about downy mildew. Now, it's a fungal disease. I've dealt with it before. It's very, very troublesome. It's hard to control because it's super easy to find it or to get it in your garden. But basically, again, it's a fungal disease. The symptoms basically are you see yellow spots on the upper parts of your leaves and then those spots turn brown. Or if you have like really young shoots or if you have fruit type vegetables, you'll start seeing this white pus forming around them. And you don't want this disease to spread through because it kills a ton of your plants. So 
if you're really thinking about, hey, what plants does this affect? It's really going to affect more of like your woody herbaceous type plants or if you have any fruit type vegetables, kind of like cucumbers, tomatoes, squash, okra. They really attack those because this disease really does love like cool, moist weather. So we deal with it a lot in the south, especially since it gets humid a lot. And when we're watering, sometimes we overwater and then it just leaves an area kind of mucky and it just leaves it kind of mucky and humid. And then when it gets nighttime and it cools off and all that stuff is still there, it's not a really, really good um, solution. And it's not a really good situation for your stuff. So, cause this could lead to a lot of problems in the future. So, one way to prevent or control, well, I got a couple of ways to how to prevent and control this disease. There's a couple of things you can do. I got four main ones, and hopefully this will help you guys out. Since they love cool, moist weather, one thing you can do is try to promote more drying and pruning and site selection. So by drying, I'm talking about you, like, with drying, I'm trying I'm trying to find the best way how to explain it. With drying, you're trying to keep the area dry where your stuff is growing. So I know a lot of us are going to be saying, hey, my area gets really, really hot. We need to water a lot. Drip tape is great because drip tape waters exactly at the point of where the plant is. But sometimes if we use overhead or we're going out there with a hose or we're using a watering pail, we water too much and we try to water the whole entire surrounding area. And sometimes we leave the place extremely wet and it takes longer for the place to dry off. So that could promote more downy mildew. So you really need to control how much water is going out there. Now I'm not saying not to water your stuff because water is important for a lot of your fruit vegetables, but you don't want to overwater and then water a whole area so much that it takes even longer to dry. When I grow my high tunnel, and one year I was growing peppers, and I was using landscape fabric and I had drip tape under it, I didn't know that um, the drip tape had a hole in it. And this certain part of my high tunnel was kind of sunken in, so all the water would just sit there and it wouldn't really dry off. And so when I went back there, I saw that the ground was kind of moldy a little bit. The plants were still trying to grow and they grew fine, but it was I saw a bunch of downy mildew back over there. And I had a lot of white pus. I had a lot of leaves turning yellow. And it was like, okay, we got to make sure that we keep these areas dry as possible, but still make sure our stuff is getting a lot of water. Now with pruning, pruning, sometimes we plant our stuff uh, at the appropriate, you know, size apart, appropriate spaces apart, where we put our stuff two to three feet apart. But because some fruit vegetables grow out and they're more like bushy, the leaves start to um, touch each other. The leaves get all clustered and you just have this giant bush and there's no good airflow going through there. You really need good airflow when it comes to a lot of these fruit vegetables, especially down closer to the roots. So with pruning, if you're pruning tomatoes or if you're pruning peppers or you're pruning eggplant, you want to prune at the base of the plant and 
up to maybe about, I want to say 11 inches up. Now, I know a lot of people are saying, hey, my pepper plants are not that big. My squash plants, not my squash, my pepper plants are not that big. My egg plants are not that big. They don't really get that big. If you're growing in really good soil, they will get big. Trust me, they will get big if you're growing in really good soil. So you want to make sure that you're promoting good airflow and making sure that there's enough um that there's enough space down by the base of your plant so that enough airflow can go through so that if any disease tries to attack it, it would just fly off, basically. Think of it like that. Think of it as the disease is trying to clutch onto the side of the plant and the wind is coming through and blowing it off. So think of it kind of like that. You need to pr- promote really good um, airflow and pruning can really help with that. And by site selection, I know some people don't want to do this, but there's sometimes where you will look at one of your crops and it's just not doing too well. And you know, it's probably going to get prone really quick to diseases. So you need to pull out whatever looks like it's going to start. If, if it doesn't look good or if it looks like it's going to get disease hit really quick, you need to pull it out, change it up, put something else in there and keep moving. So I know a lot of people don't want to do that. A lot of people say, hey, I, I want to stick this stuff out. I want to let my stuff grow. But if you're doing this for a profit or if you're worried about diseases, you need to take that stuff out and put something new in there. So I know the other day on my farm, I had squash in my hot on the house. Well, the squash boards came and I was like, hey. A lot of these squads look like they're finna die and I don't want any of these squash boards. I don't want anything else disease that might have hit these things to go to any of my tomatoes or go to any of my peppers or go to any of my eggplant. So I had to pull out the squash and it wasn't really doing that well for me. If I if I left it in there, it would just produce enough food for just me. But I was like, hey, I'm growing for a whole bunch of people because I go to the farmer's market. So I had to do some site selection and just say, hey, all this squash got to come out. We got to put something else in here, something else that looks healthier, something else that's not finna get attacked that hard by squash boards or any other disease. So I know a lot of people don't like to do site selection, but that's just one of the things that we have to do sometimes. So number two, so that was all number one. Number two, Make sure that you have really good seeds and bulbs. So a lot of times people say, hey, my seeds look all right. But if you really look at your seeds and if you see some type of fungal on there or something that just doesn't look right, don't plant that seed. That seed probably was a bad seed, probably came from a bad company. Or if you were saving seeds, you probably didn't store them that well. And now they got some type of disease on them. And if you put them in the ground, they're going to spread that disease out to the rest of your stuff. So make sure that you're really that you're using really good seeds. Make sure that you inspect your seeds when you're sowing and make sure if you're saving seeds for the next season make sure you look up how to store the seeds so that you don't have to deal with these problems number three if you start seeing the leaves on your plants turning yellow just go ahead and remove them and stop any more spread of that disease downy mildew first spots you'll see is when the leaves start turning yellow and then they'll start to turn brown Go ahead, cut those leaves off before it even finishes turning brown. Get them far away from your uh, high tunnel house or wherever you're growing your stuff. 
and just toss them somewhere. Go through there, prune off any bad leaves. Don't worry about, hey, I'm pruning off so many leaves. I don't think this stuff is going to grow. If you're pruning off a ton of leaves, then you just need to take that plant out. If you prune in about two or three leaves, then you should be fine. But if you're pruning and say you're pruning a tomato plant and you prune all of the leaves off of your tomato plants, you just need to take, you need to use site selection and take that tomato plant out and toss it somewhere else. So that's one thing you can do. Last thing you can do that might help is spray it with potassium. Sometimes if you spray your plants with potassium, you can get potassium anywhere. There's a bunch of different herbicide stuff that has potassium in it. If you spray it with potassium, it might help control the spread of the disease and it might not. I'm not saying it's going to be the best solution, but that's something you can do if you want to. But I would strongly suggest promoting the drying, the pruning, and site selection. Then making sure that your seeds and bulbs are disease-free and making sure that they don't have anything on them. And then making sure just to remove any badly infected leaves. So I would do all those steps first before I start going out spraying stuff with potassium, but that's just me. So that's going to do it for us, guys. I hope that helped. Um, hope that helped you guys figure out how to deal with downy mildew, especially since we're getting into the summer. And I feel like a lot of us are going to be dealing with this soon. Uh, you can find me again this weekend, Saturday in Pritter Park and Winterville, Georgia at the Marigold Farmers Market. Hopefully you guys are having a great day. Love you guys. Cozy's out.